1: Slimefire Radio, episode 523. Today is September 13th, 2023. I am one of your hosts, Kyle.
2: I'm another host, Mo.
0: And I'm Adriel. Hey, y'all. Hey. So busy designing stages and having fun. (laughs) Yeah. Lost track of time.
2: Have fun in your own time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, why don't we get into what we did with guns, and Mo, why don't you start us off?
2: I went to an IPSC match on Saturday at the Cornwall Handgun Club. Uh, I went with my friend Mardig. He didn't shoot in my squad because he got in. He registered late, so there was no space in my squad. But I shot with uh, my friends Louis and Lisa. Uh, it turned about to, to, turned out to be a really nice day. Uh, it was six six stages. Uh, they always do a great job there, and uh, I went in pretty chill. Like I didn't practice at all. They didn't even pick up the pistol since the level three that was in uh, July, I think. And uh, I did pretty well. So I was pretty happy and I was like, not stressed about it. Um, There was one um, strong hand only stage uh, and we had to start unloaded and it was like only eight rounds, two paper and and four plates. And uh, I did really well on it. I, I was like the paper to the left, the four plates and then the paper to the right. And I just missed the fourth plate or else it would have been even better. Like I had to take a second shot on it, but uh, I guess I was moving away too fast. Um, And then uh, trying to think of anything else that uh, from it that stood, that stood out again, it was like just a perfect day, like not too hot and, uh, and lots like just lots of good people there. They always like, they always put on a good, uh, good stages. They're always challenging and fun. Um, that was it for that match. And then uh, I, I had mentioned on the show long ago that I had ordered a, a rimfire barrel for my Voodoo from IBI, and that was uh, I think in May, and it just shipped um, this week. <laughs> so, so just over four months later, it is on the way. So I should be getting it. Next week and I as long as it's way before Wednesday, I'll be able to show it off. Um, and then at some point I'll get it I'll get it installed. Um, nice. yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to trying it out. Uh, there's nothing coming up this weekend, there's nothing to register for yet. There's gonna be another IpsyC match in a couple weekends. Um, the CRPS uh, nationals, the final which is an even more is going to be in um, two weekends. I won't be able to go to that because it's a two day event and uh, I can't just, I can't commit for both days. So I don't really want to sign up just to shoot one day. Um, Would you guys do that sign? Like go and do half a match.
1: Mm, I know people who have done it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd try and do the whole thing, but I guess if you can't do the whole thing, at least, yeah, it's, yeah, maybe it's, it's do too half cool. get something in. Yeah, maybe it, it um, also depends on how busy I've been with shooting, too. Like, if I haven't, if there's nothing around, then it's like, okay, yeah, I gotta get every last little bit in.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah you can. Yeah,
2: that makes sense. That makes sense. So, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I will. It's not that far either. So, it's like an hour from home. So, um, then that's that's really it for me. How about you, Adriel?
0: Oh, I've been up to a couple of things. Uh, Over the weekend, I did a double header at uh, Sherwood Park. So two maple seeds, Saturday and Sunday. Good time. Camped out there. Had a blast. Yeah, good people. And uh, the Sunday was an all-ladies maple seed, which was fantastic. And uh, yeah, it's really good. And uh, I got this in the mail. This is a BCL Siberian uh, SRV-2, I think is what they call it. A little bit lower here. Yeah, this is a tester one uh, that's going through the uh, Discord group of the uh, Canadian firearms enthusiasts, um, I don't know, torture testers. So this thing has got 3,000 rounds through it, and uh, I'm going to put a couple, couple hundred through it. Some things I really like about it, like it's got the ping pong paddle on the side there like uh, like in that it's got the, the BCL proprietary bolt drop as well. The, uh, this guy right up there.
1: Oh yeah. Which sometimes it, works. I was going to say it works really well.
2: <laughs> 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 wow. That's, that's
0: good. Or the ping pong paddle on the side works every time. Um, yeah, so it's got that. It's got a nice big magazine release button, which actually works pretty decently. Good. Yeah. Here, you know what? Boom. Let's get some more light on the situation. Uh it's got a folding Jukov stock on there, which I again I really like this stock. I'm like, I'm glad to Mm -hmm. see um more gun manufacturers coming out with rifles that use this stock because I think it is a great price to performance. Um couple of things that kind of stuck out at me well one the uh the takedown's actually really good it's got like just a single pin that you kind of push out at the rear there yeah, yeah. and then open she goes and then this is all just uh, a single like the springs are captured Ooh, so nice. it's yeah very nice to take out super easy to like that's that's pretty easy in terms of how the uh the 180s Come, come apart and go back together again. Uh, I like that. Um, back she goes. That's it. That's pretty nice. Um, charging handle's a little bit small. So there's a the charging handle right there. It's not bad. It's just kind of small. I, I think if you had like a a turret on the side of your scope like an illumination dial or something like that You might start running into that kind of crap or if you had like big nuts coming out the side from your from your rings or your base but I've just left this side clean and There's nothing interfering with that charging handle at all right now. So it's a little bit better um, The safety is super stiff on this thing. I don't know what's going on, but it is super stiff And the firing, the trigger pull on it is uh, almost nine pounds Like it's, well, here, let me, let me show you. Um, I am holding onto this rifle and I'm, it's not firing. Wow. Mm. There it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Now I think that's okay. And the reason why I think that's okay is because um, I'd rather have a Gucci trigger or the cheapest, shittiest trigger ever. Cheapest, shittiest. That's fine. I'm fine with that. The expectation is you're just going to replace this. We'll give you a mil spec single stage piece of garbage trigger. You will replace it. And that's fine with me. I can replace it with Mm -hmm. either a $300 trigger or a $100 trigger or whatever I want. And I get to choose uh, what I put in there. And I think they do sell them with trigger tech triggers as well. If you want like a nice one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The uh, charging handle is non reciprocating. So If I've got the bolt lock back, it's I can just go up to the front there. That's fine. Yeah. Other than that, I'm going to attempt to shoot it at a match on Thursday night at the punch shoot. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, From what the uh, results that some of the other people have been getting, uh, it might not go that well. uh, (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Uh, what else have I been up to? Oh yeah. So I took a bunch of photos of those uploaded that I got a couple of reviews that I'm trying to post right now. Uh, one on that, uh, uh that Cabela's covenant one to eight scope. And I got that's sh- those shotguns and other SFRC stuff. That should, that should be here tomorrow. So I got a couple shotguns and about a whole whack of uh cleaning kit and all that kind of stuff. And then this weekend I am going to, Fort Mac to uh, do maple seed up there, so I'll be driving up Friday night, doing the maple seed on Saturday, and then bah, I tell him back driving back all in on one day. It's gonna be a long Saturday. It's gonna be a long Saturday. And uh, I think that's about it. I've been looking at some other stuff online. Um, I'll mention it when I get to new gun stuff, though, because I think that's the the right place to to show my temptations. Oh, I got some ammo. Um, So I, I got some bullets. They're 124 grain. Who cares? Uh, I got some CCI Quiet. It's 45 grain subsonic, 835 FPS. Oh. So well subsonic and a little bit of a heavier bullet, 45 grain to uh, shoot grouse and that kind of thing with. That's what I think I'm going to do with it. Yeah, but uh, the price was right and my buddy of mine was buying some. I'm like, yeah, put a box that was in for me too. So we will see. But this stuff's nice and quiet. So good for Small game hunting when you don't wanna don't want them to fly off and that kind of thing. And uh yeah, that's about it. What about you, Kyle?
1: Uh well, I'm prepping for uh match this weekend. A USPSA match here locally, so we've got a meeting tomorrow night to go over the stages and everything, and then yeah, shoot Saturday. So got the extractor on my STI retuned up. Uh, I still think I think I'm just gonna shoot the single gun, at least until USPSA figures out their classifier stuff. Cause I'm still missing a ton of classifiers from, from online. So I'm still unclassified for USPSA and yeah. So I think they're missing like something like eight classifiers for me. And the ringer. <laughs> yeah. <Go>. Okay. <laughs> the last one actually Show up
0: and go yeah, straight sure. to a solid C or B. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> solid C. Yeah. <laughs> solid C. <laughs>
1: Uh, I did order, like I got an email that the optics ready slides for the GX4 were in, so I decided to jump on that and order that. But Taurus likes to take their time on shipping, so it ha- I haven't gotten a shipping notification. So maybe in a couple of weeks it'll arrive. And uh, yeah, I to put the an-
0: package in Brazil, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then other than that, I've just been kind of. Planning and kind of trying to figure out what the next stage of my gun room slash studio will be. So exciting! And got a little bit of it set up here. Just trying to get stuff figured out. Figured out, but technology is not liking me right now. And yeah, <laughs> so that is it for me. So we'll get into upcoming events and maple seeds a uh, few just opened or there's just a few open now
0: yeah they're 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 closing down for the year pretty much
1: yeah. oh this next one the Edmonton gun show is September 16th 17th that reminds me there's a gun show here this weekend that I'm going to try and go to hmm. so and then CRPS Nationals in Avonmore Ontario on September 23rd and 24th Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys know if that's on practice score? or? Yes, it is. It is? Okay. Yeah,
2: and there's still some spots left.
1: Cool. Cool. And on to the news. Uh, not really for Canada right now, but Wyndham Weaponry is closing. They shut down their online ordering as of yesterday. And uh, Wolverine Ta- Guns and Tackle is closing. And then they'll be closed September 30th. So they got 15% off everything. And that's in Wolverine, not Wolverine supplies, Wolverine guns and tackle. Yep. So, and this was getting typed in just as I was reading it. And uh, it's where I live now that the governor of New Mexico decided that uh, she was going to grow a pair and decided to ban the c- carry of, firearms in Albuquerque and the surrounding Bernalillo County Uh, that same day, Friday, he was served with a lawsuit from a gun activists, gun rights activist group. And by now there, (laughs) by now there are four lawsuits. And then I was watching something, uh, guns and gadgets. It's a bunch of two A information. And he was, he showed a letter from the Attorney General for New Mexico, and he said that he would not defend the governor in the upcoming lawsuits because it is a clear um, violation of the Constitution. Nice. And really great, because even people like uh, David Hogg are coming up saying, uh, yeah, no, can't can't do that. You don't have the power to do that. <laughs> so...
0: Who would have think like a country with a constitution that limits the government's power? That's weird. I know. That's really weird. Insane. How, hmm. Yeah, foreign, foreign idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised when I read that that she tried to do that, and I was like, how.
0: And I saw, I saw that there was a protest of people open carrying. Yes, (laughs) there was an open carry
1: protest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Law enforcement. Not just
0: like, not just like revolvers, but uh, ARs and AKs. (laughs)
1: Well, yeah. Even the law enforcement said, no, we're, we're not going to enforce this. We're not putting our officers in the, in that position. Excellent. So, Mm. so yeah, hopefully that is the end of her. I think she should just be removed from office. Like, okay, you tried it. Congratulations! Now you just got yourself kicked out of politics.
0: That'll be a good money maker for everyone who sues.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabriel's asking about what about the uh, winter seeds.
0: Uh, we'll see. Like November is my hunting season, so I'm not going to be doing <laughs> any meat seeds during then. <laughs> and uh, you know, everyone says like, "Oh yeah, let's do something in December." And sometimes it's okay, and sometimes it's yeah. not okay. And True. It's, uh, it's Hoth in Alberta. And uh, not just cold, but fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Well, he's in Quebec, so he'd be going to an Ontario one, so it would be Kelly. We have to get Kelly out in the winter
0: oh, she'll do she'll do winter seeds, but uh, w- winter in in ontario is is not bad at all if there's like a lake, you guys go ice skating on the great lakes and stuff and do winter seeds and it's it's fine, right
2: yeah, yeah it's yeah exactly like that it's right like right a, to it's Toronto. like a it's like a snow globe kind of a
0: yeah, yeah, but like warm <laughs> and not cold, uh <laughs> oh, dear uh onto new gun stuff
1: yeah let's get on to new gun stuff and new gun stuff is brought to you by bullseye north Near a new boomstick bullseye north is canada's shoot- shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the ccfr with a wide selection of guns and top trending gear for any shooter free shipping over 200 dollars. some exclusions do apply like ammo and you can subscribe to their weekly newsletter to get first access to the hottest deals
0: all right, and I will share my screen as I'm madly like throwing all these tabs over to my other window. Yeah, that's <laughs> tap, one tab, tap, tap. tap. Uh, bullseye. So the thing that they had that I thought was kind of interesting, the Rossi Tuffy Youth 410. It's like a dragonf stock kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you call that? Thumbhole stock, kind of. Uh, a thumbhole yeah, stock. thumbhole stock. Yeah, yeah. It's a single shot 410, but it looks kind of neat. Uh, Hinge action. Two nine nine. Hinge action. (laughs) No, sorry. I don't see hinge on here anymore. That must be something else. Hinge? Nope. Doesn't say hinge action on there. I'll have to go look and and see if I can find a hinge action somewhere in Canada. See if that's a thing anymore. Maybe they stopped selling those in the 80s. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a thing. Um, Kyle, do you want to talk about the Benelli M2?
1: Sure. So I saw a post, uh, Mark Roth, if, for those who don't know, the Roth performance, uh, big time, uh, builder of shotguns, basically he was one of the big, uh, modifiers of the M2 primarily for three gun. And he put up a post where he, uh, got his hands on a, one of the brand new Benelli M2s. And I think Benelli just hired a new designer because they completely screwed it over, uh, couple good things about it they put the bolt and the shell catch from the ethos in there so you got a p two-piece hinged shell catch which is nice and nicer than a single piece but then the load port yeah there's a picture of it right there i i the load port cutout is opposite it's it's cut down right at the trigger guard and then rises as it goes towards the tube instead of sloping down uh-huh. towards the tube. And then they move with doing that, they move their where their serial number is. So now their serial number is right where you need to cut that out. Oh, uh, right here. Yeah. Yeah. And which I did get a letter from the CFO mm. years ago saying that I could move the serial number. So that's not a huge issue. You just have to re engrave your gun. But yeah. And then the safety, they changed the geometry of the safety. So now aftermarket safeties for the Benelli M2 do not mm-hmm. fit in there. They got rid of the Comfort Tech stock and changed the receiver up so that you can't put a Comfort Tech stock on there. And it, it was a complete re model and it completely screwed it over
2: <laughs> is this is for the regular m2 this is not the the sp version or the speed version
1: well right speed was just an m2 but with a couple other extra parts and yeah, so opened load port
2: what what if they're just pushing people to to get the, to buy those models and not mod the uh we'll call it the base model
0: yeah. They're intentionally being hostile to their users. That's <laughs> yeah. a good. Idea. That's. Not, uh, I think you're onto something, Mo, because a lot of companies no, but do like, that. These it's days. like
2: because it, yeah, it's because you're going to spend mm-hmm. less on the on the basic one. Let's call it the base model, and then upgrade it yourself or have it customized versus them selling it to you for a thousand dollars, thousand dollars on top. Let's say.
1: But but Mo, didn't you send me your SP to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Open up the load port that was already yeah, but up that more? was
2: that was the I guess the first iteration of it like, the second one um it was still that was better, I the think s p but then the the, the 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 actual speed version, the next one after that the the load port was a lot more cut out than their first go at it, I guess
1: but yeah, well, they used to have the three gun as well, and all of them need to be cut out more.
2: Okay, I was just, it just like, seems they,
1: really weird for them to, to like take the benchmark for all action shooting or action shotgun shooting, and then like, okay, no, we're gonna totally redesign it and screw it up.
0: Those guys don't know what they're doing. those three gunners <laughs> we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do it different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so no uh, mo i think you're onto something i think this is hostile design so that uh you're forced to buy the their go fast version yeah
2: because i wouldn't be it. surprised they announced this and then they announced the the, the speed two or something <laughs> <laughs> super thousand yeah. more super speed and it's a thousand dollars more right so
1: yeah. yeah who knows but
0: it you get a round fucking look at this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the heck? This okay, you press you press it in. This like this is just junk. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. So now you Off. gotta look at what era of M2 you're buying. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Off the M2s. Uh we're gonna be covering the TACOM items next week. We have a uh listener and guest, Mike. Uh he's gonna come on and, and cover that. Uh so stay tuned. Should be good. Um There is a 25% uh, rebate on some Bushnell products right now. So if you're looking for a scope or something like that, check that out. Uh, I got a couple from Gotenda here. First is they've got the Mossberg 802 Plinkster bolt action for 259. I know that Mossberg Mossberg makes good shotguns. Um, This is probably just some Brazilian 22 made by CBC. CBC is the name of the company. It's not the, it's not our CBC.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't CBC think our is a CBC, little bit, little bit don't think CBC is making rifles in Brazil, yeah. No, um, but anyways, they got that. Uh, this one's a, I'm a little bit more interested in than the Rinco M334. This is like a, a bolt action Woodstock 308 rifle, uh, hinged floor plate, kind of like the rifles of yesteryear, but made new. I would Ditch the crappy-looking rear sight and front sight, and probably just go with a scope on this thing. But it looks classy. Have you
2: ordered? Have and you ordered then, one?
0: No, but I am looking at hunting rifles right now. My boys are both uh, hunting age for deer, and so I need okay. another deer rifle. Okay. Unless I use mine, one grand. Give the six five to Creedmore to the older one, three uh, the two forty three to the younger one. And I take the M1 Hmm? Grand. Seems to make sense. Maybe. I don't know. does, yeah. Uh, Tenda has Magtech standard velocity. So SV uh, lead round nose uh, cases of 5,000 rounds for $3.99. That's pretty good. Getting the world's healing where we've got that (laughs) 8 cent 22 ammo again. So it's healing. I don't know where this stuff is made, or like if it's any good. The fact that they've got it with a Rossi uh, isn't a isn't a, a terrific point uh, to be made on the uh, on the product page there. But uh, well, it's subsonic. It's standard velocity. It should be should be all right. I don't know. Curious if anyone out there has uh, tried it. Magtec twenty two made in Brazil. That's probably why they have the uh, Rossi then, because it's also made in uh, in Brazil. Uh-huh. Neat. Now, is it any good because I've shot some of the Magtech 9mm stuff and some of it, the steel case stuff was a terribly stupid idea and it rusts and uh, rusts to itself. So if you shoot in the rain, uh, your cartridges rust to each other inside the magazine and they don't feed anymore because it's not, it's not a coated steel case, just a regular steel case. That's a problem. And I know some of their brass stuff had like a step case. So inside the case steps down to give lower um, room. So I think you can use like a, a light powder charge, uh, which is a bit cheap. But uh, I don't know. This stuff's pretty cheap. Uh, here, I want to do the Little, little Badger first. Uh, little Badger Takedown Extreme Rifle that Marstar has. <laughs> it looks so weird. Oh, my God. It looks so wow. weird.
1: That does. Look at this. Very, look at this thing. <laughs>
0: It's like it looks like it should have like a pistol grip or something, but it doesn't. Wow. It doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Like skeleton. Uh look at how it folds down. Look at that. Isn't that <laughs> wild? And you can get it in a tube conveniently. What's the weight? <laughs> What's the weight of that? Does it say in the detail? Ah, nothing. Come on. This is this is not gonna weigh anything here. Let's see. Additional information, maybe? Nope. No weight on there. It's not gonna weigh anything. <laughs> can you
2: pocket carry you that? Can't.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe maybe in your pants. Oh, it's got the stock that can hold the twenty-two shells. I think the other one does too. But uh, there's nothing to this thing. Holy crap! For how little you get, it's three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, you can get a bolt-action rifle. that takes you can get a semi-auto for three hundred bucks. Never mind a single shot with a pipe for a stock. A pipe. Where do you even okay? Where do you cheek weld on this thing? on your on your own hand maybe.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Uh, I, I want to review one of these things, but I don't want to pay for one. If any if any reviewers uh, maybe in the Alberta area have one of these things, let me know. I want to I want to try it out. Send it over. <laughs> and then uh, this one I'm a little bit more interested in. Inner Surplus had a large shipment of Sweden coming in and they said they're adding a few hundred new guns every week. So, they got a big bad shipment of rifles. Yeah. And this is where you'll find like some of those older, like uh, converted military rifles, as well as some other stuff from uh, uh, from Europe uh, that's in here uh, and America. They've got some American rifles in here that are fairly decently priced. This Remington Woodmaster 742. Like, that's actually a pretty decent price. It's, you know, there's Woodstock's in a little bit rough condition, but uh, decent from that aspect. Uh, they got a savage 111 for 3.95. That's you can't get that price anymore. Any of the 111s, any of the any of the the better action, the non-axis action, are way more expensive than this. Yeah, huh. it's got some like wear and tear to it, but that is a uh, damn good price on uh, on a thirty odd six. That would be very easy to scope and whatnot. And then they got some Mausers and some Winchester Model 70s and that kind of thing that are. Uh, also very uh attractively priced so
3: hmm.
0: if you're looking for like a classy rifle uh just watch them because they're uploading stuff all the time oh if you want a shotgun for really cheap if you're like i kind of want a side-by-side shotgun but i don't want to pay very much uh, i got a deal for you <laughs> uh yeah they've got the uh the feg <laughs> monte carlo uh <laughs> Not much to that recoil pad. Uh, you no. could use a new one. Yeah. <laughs> but you got a side-by-side for 300 bucks. This is the place where I got my uh, Soviet over under as well. Mm. Cause you can get down for, oh yeah, they've got like 40 pages of these things. They got wow. hundreds and hundreds of really inexpensive. Oh, you want a shotgun with like an adjustable cheek crest on it? Ooh. Like an over under. They got for that for $395. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Damn. And a Stevens and 30 out six. They got that for 400 bucks. Again, you're getting an, an access for that for that price and a varna 1722. That's got to be an Anschutz because 1722 is an Anschutz uh, model number. This has got to be an Ant. Yes, this is good. This is an Anschutz. Huh. But just relabeled as husk. This would be like Sears, right? It's a Sears and Robux 1722 <laughs> no, it's an Anschutz 300 bucks. Damn. Damn. Hmm. And a bunch of other crap. So, you know.
2: Wow. That's a good browsing there. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Cool. Well, why don't we get on to our main topic?
2: And
1: since I am planning a three-gun match for what would be 80% new three gun shooters. And for the fact that we always say, if you want a match, put one on, we figured it would be a good idea to kind of go over designing stages with the beginner in mind and might even spill over into the overall putting on a match. But, uh, let's start off with designing stages. Mm -hmm. So do you guys have any thoughts on where special things to consider for building a stage for beginners?
0: Uh, well, just in general, like for building a, for designing out a stage, I like a stage that tests something like you can make a, a quick little burner. Like sometimes a, a stage is uh functional for your, for your match. Like I need a burner stage. Okay. You make a burner stage. It's not testing anything specifically. It's just got a couple of different like site windows. Yeah. Like Sean's saying as much blasting as possible. And, <laughs> and that's the stage. Yeah. And sometimes that's, that's what the match needs for that particular piece is, is a blaster stage. But I like stages that test something. They have a bunch of regular shooting, but then they test something Mm -hmm. offhand shooting, strong hand shoot, like one handed shooting, that kind of thing.
1: Oh, I'm the same way. I like identifying like what are, what are like two things that you're trying to test or accomplish through a stage and and focus on that instead of just okay, we're just going to take a bunch of targets and throw them out there and see where they land. Okay. Um, one
0: shooting urban prone. I saw they did that at Chaz last month and I'm like, Oh, I wish I was there. Yeah. Cause it's okay. so
1: much. There's a yeah. good element, uh, shooting urban prone. So you got a match with 80, 90% brand new three gunners, you know, at that point, assume all they have is a like hunting experience in that, do you throw something like a urban prone shot in there oh, for them?
0: no, <laughs> Mm, yes. I was going to say, Adriel's from
1: Chaz, so they don't <laughs> care. They just throw everything out there. <laughs> so, I would, I I would say
0: yes, well, but um, I would say that uh, you need to give them instruction before they shoot the stage. You have to say, like, hey, you're shooting under a car. Have you ever done that before? No one's ever done that before. Okay. Uh, in order to do this correctly, you need to lay, if you're for a right hand shooter, you need to lay on your right side, and you need to prop up the gun with your uh, with your hand. Yeah. And with just like just a little bit of that hand and you need to get way way down on underneath that car and make that shot. And I think and and I would just instruct them. I'd say, "Here's how you're going to do it when you get down to the ground. You're going to want to make sure you watch your muzzle direction when you get back up. You want to watch your muzzle direction." So I would just like guide them through it, but like I I would force them to do it because it's uh it's going to, it may make their day. Like they might shoot that match and be like, oh man, they they had to shoot urban prone and it's something I've never done before. And it just mm-hmm. like blew my mind, like how cool that was.
1: <sighs> yeah. No, that's fair. And yeah, I wouldn't necessarily hover or hesitate too much to put something like a urban pro. Uh, a couple of things I would hesitate and I mentioned it before. Um, and I actually have a stage set up here, which later on we'll probably go to. Not, but uh, retreating with, say, a long gun. I mean, yeah. if, you are, if you're into a walled environment, uh, retreating, actually, I think any retreating should be at a minimum, especially if you've got a match where you got 80 to 90% beginners. Yeah, they're not used to running backwards. Yeah. With, Even with if them. they've shot USPSA, you're just throwing two other guns out at them, and anybody who shoot, shot three-gun can attest adding those two other guns and having to keep that stage plan, your mind is screwed. So yeah, like a newer shooter trying to I mean, having them do a whole ton of retreating, especially out of a walled environment, I would say is a no. Like keep keep that uh to a minimum or avoid it if if at all possible.
2: I would say so. You said 80% new shooters. Um having not having done a three gun match myself the transition between the different platforms, mm-hmm. um, can that be made so it's more clear when the, when the shooter has to make the change or more safely or.
1: Uh, I think actually, I think you're onto something with the overall stage planning, make them simple stages. Cause they, there have been some stages out there that are extremely complex Stage briefs,
0: memory or memory stages where, you, yeah. where they've got a like yeah. a super complex stage breakdown.
1: Yeah, so right there, yeah. If it's a are simple you, are, stage, are you
2: ever going from rifle to shotgun back to back to rifle?
1: No, no. no. Usually, like, you you're. Dump your that firearm, you're that is, you then are then not just, going back okay. to it.
2: Okay, got it. So that you're yeah. never going back to.
1: Well, I'll never, don't say never, never, say never because there are some weird stuff that happens. Uh, USPSA uh, Multi Gun Nationals, uh, a couple years ago, there was a weird rule where they were allowing reholstering of a pistol or letting you put down a gun within a meter of yourself, of, of you shoot one platform, and then go ahead and pick that back up. So there were guys at USPSA Multigun Nationals that they holstered a pistol. It wasn't considered dead. Went to their rifle or something, shot it, dumped it, went back to their pistol.
2: Interesting. So you well, would not do that with most that is, new shooters?
1: Well, that's not the norm, period. You'd, yeah, okay. That's the only instance I can think of where that has actually happened that I've heard of. Okay. But, there's a lot of people who build build different matches out there. So I wouldn't put it past people for making people do it, but keep it, keep the stage simple. Um, I'm just a proponent on a match period. doesn't matter if it's for experienced or beginner. I don't like big, long stage briefs where every step that you take is dictated. I like saying, okay, here's your pistol targets. Here's your rifle targets. Here's your shotgun targets. Here's your dump bins. Go figure it out. Okay. Or even give them option targets like, Hey, that you can shoot those with your shotgun or your pistol or whatever. Just send those out there. And then it's okay. If you can see them, you can shoot them. It's ultra just simple. Worry about your safety rules. That's yeah. it.
0: Those um, let people shoot the firearm that they're most comfortable with too. So if yeah. they're like a pistol shooter and they're like, oh, "My shotgun loading's terrible," okay, do do more pistol shooting, right? And that's that's an option on that stage. I think cool. that's. Uh, but it's an option,
2: okay? And
1: that challenges you as a stage designer too, because I've been to matches where everything's been basically optional, mm-hmm. to the point where you could, instead of shooting rifle, you could shoot slugs. And ah, okay. But at those ones, if the match director wanted you to shoot a certain platform, they built it in such a way that, yeah, you had options, but the only option was to shoot it the way they wanted you to shoot it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's not an option then. That's, that's not like a good stage design.
1: Well, I think it, you know, I, I think it is. It spans. you know, it gives a challenge for the stage designer and, for the shooter, because, you know.
2: Um, okay, so I don't want the, to make this all about um, catering to the new shooter, but for the new shooter, what in the stage can you do to kind of ensure a little bit of success, that they're not completely like missing everything?
0: I know what you can do to make them fail. Make too hard of a shot or too long range of a shot that yeah. will ruin a new a beginner shooter and that will have actually make them have a bad day. If yeah. you yeah. can if you put in too many long range targets that are very hard to hit and they're like let's say they're steel and they're really long range, they'll par out on that target and yeah. they won't pass it. And then they'll be frustrated, they'll be like, "Oh man, I suck." Whereas you could do you could pull some other like uh, cute things. You can you can do like a uh a brown cardboard with a white overlay and just show like a little bit and they're (laughs) going to drill drill them into that white one. As long as it's close, they're going to make a mistake, but they're going to keep going. Like they'll, they'll take the penalty. They'll learn about, about height over bore. That will be the message for, for that little, little bit, but they'll just move on. They're like, ah, I got some penalties, you know, but at least I completed the stage. It's the things that stop completion of the stage or hurt how much of the stage that they complete that, that really, um, it gives them a bad, a bad sours them, turns them off. Yeah. 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 I think, I think so. That's, that's when, that's when I see people have a, a bad time is when they like, they can't finish the stage because they, uh, they just got wrecked by a, yeah. by a, a target. Then they went to a war with a target.
1: Oh, well, and keeping in mind about long range targets. I think every match director, every stage planner needs to keep that in mind. Uh, you' if you have long range steel out there, you, it's going to be a longer stage. I would say one long range, yeah, lo- one long range target as a general, not even just a beginner. Just, when, I'm just thinking back to other matches I've been to. A one long range deal can equal as many as three or four close targets, as far as time mm-hmm. goes. Yep, easily,
0: depending on how they've how the person has to like stable stabilize themselves and uh, and prep to take that shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: a couple other ones is they the movement through the stage. Uh, So we talked about retreating, but even uh, especially in my situation, I'm not going to be having a hundred meter dash. And I don't think if you, if you have a match that you have a lot of beginners shooters, don't have like a hundred meter dash in there. Um, I'm a huge proponent. I think Adriel was starting on it is everything you do or you're going to make a shooter do in that stage is for a purpose. You know, overall, actually, I'm usually against like a hundred meter dash because, oh, you're going to make me run a hunt, do a hundred meter sprint just to get my heart rate up. There are other ways to accomplish that. Yeah. I
0: think that's going to happen naturally through the stage anyways. By the, you can have like a very short, low movement stage and still be gassed by the end of it.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, it absolutely. I mean, your, your heart rate's up just as soon as that buzzer goes.
0: Yeah. It's like, whoa, go, go, go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and. I mean i i like to run i I would sprint every single chance i Mm -hmm. i got but yeah everything you do in a stage needs to have a purpose in my mind you know if i'm going over there or if i'm gonna if you're gonna make me dump a firearm there but i have to run back there why have something if i have to move in a stage have it be a reason yeah yeah, um, I
0: mean, and and not this, this isn't specific for beginners, but I think one of the things that a, like a good stage design has is like multiple target. I wouldn't say arrays, uh, like arrays is the simple way of doing it, but multiple places where you're exposed to the targets. And that's how you force like the movement is you got to move here, shoot these targets, got to move there, shoot these targets through this, okay, this okay. thing. Uh, this one's an option from here or there, but you're, if you're smart, you do it this way. Like that kind of stuff is like a good stage design. I think I would say a bad stage design just has like a stand and deliver. It's yeah. like a whole bunch of targets and then you have to reload and shoot some more. Like that's a bad stage design. I think well, there should always be. I mean, that kind of thing.
1: I'm actually going to disagree with you there a little bit. Cause I, I do do one stage where it's pretty much a stand and deliver, but there is movement to the side, but very minimal, like maybe maximum five feet. And it, okay. all all three platforms are on the table, empty. And mm-hmm. it, I call it manipulations because it is a weapons manipulation stage. You have pistol targets off to the left, pistol targets off to the right. You load up after that first array. If you're smart, you're reloading when you're going over to the second array because you don't have enough to complete that second array. Shoot that. Put that pistol down on the table. Like I said, you're moving maximum five feet side to side.
0: And well, then, I've done a, a three gun El pres where you just stand and deliver all three guns, but you're like, you've, you only have one target array per gun to, to kind of whale away at, or if you could do that with like two target arrays and then just like have some movement in there.
1: Yeah. Hey, this was started in Canada. I'm actually re changing it. Like I'm actually dictating your first mag capacity so that it forces the reload, <laughs> um, but it's a stage where all guns are dry and you have to reload every gun to test your weapons manipulation. Okay. But it's like one load on the shotgun. It's one load on the rifle, one reload on the rifle, one reload on the pistol. <clears throat> so so yeah, like that stage is testing your weapons manipulation. And it's, it's a fun stage. Like I put a Texas Star out there for the shotgun. You could just blast away and just hose it and then the pa- paper is wide open and close. So you also get to practice and just rip on the trigger.
0: Ripping on the trigger is fun though. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 um, I got started talking with the shotgun reloading and, uh, if you're going to have a lot of new shooters, as much as I like shotgun re- reloading, kind of keep that to a minimum. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's one thing I'm actually struggling with with this match is trying to keep the shotgun rounds down to a minimum because I don't know if guys are going to have extensions guaranteed they won't have a way to reload. They'll be reloading out of a bag. We'll just keep it to 12
0: and say max eight in a tube and you're yeah. done. So then if, if, if they have to reload, they're putting four in. Mm. Um, don't put any uh, targets so far that the cylinder bore guys are going to have a bad time. <laughs> which is kind of, that's kind of hard to cater to. But if you want beginners to have a good time, you have to make sure that those um, cylinder bore shotguns can do the stage. Cause they can't do most three gun stages that we set up. You no. get wrecked by like a spinner or uh, even the Texas star. A lot of times that just like the plates don't give a shit that you're shooting them because you're doing it with a, with a cylinder bore and you're just like misting them with pellets and it's like, they're not coming off.
1: Yeah.
0: You got to put them close. Ten meters, everything at ten meters, maybe even seven. Yeah.
1: Well, like you said you got to make the stages interesting too, because you you're gonna have experienced people there, and you don't want to drive them away. Mm-hmm. So.
0: so why don't you why don't you show us your your stage design that you had set up there? Because yeah. sure, you were showing uh, it a little bit before the show here, and I was like super jelly of the, uh, <laughs> the little kit that you had, the the camera that you had set up was was good. And
1: okay, well, just give me two seconds. I just got to move my mic over.
0: Okay, I'll set you up as oh yeah the overhead view so much faster than the computer and i guess you could just move your move your phone in to take photos from different angles to show like what you want them to do right
1: yeah and that's what i was doing when i uh, took the pictures of this stage for um actually you know for uh for setup i took different angles so you could see like there's a target right in this window here and mm-hmm. little things, but uh, I need to do something real quick. here.
0: Oh, maybe while you're doing that, I could show the alternative. Yeah. The alternative to that is
3: uh,
0: share screen window. This thing, this means nothing for the people who are on uh, the audio show, but uh, this is practice SIM designer. Uh, this is that, uh, well, kind of looks like a video game, right? get all your like targets and all that kind of stuff i was just designing like a a barrel array here that would be
1: (laughs) this is not beginner friendly
0: (laughs) because everywhere you move like oh i could see a couple of targets i'm like Mm -hmm. oh there's some other ones and there's some other ones which ones have you already shot this is the kind of stage that would that would make someone shoot like the same targets multiple yeah oh yeah yeah and forget some as they're like oh did i get that one did i get that one and yeah it would just melt the brain but uh Uh, The cool thing about this one is it's very easy to, like, set things up. Like, I want to do, like, uh, two stack of barrels. I'm going to put one right there, and I'm going to put a target over here, and I'm going to, you know, rotate that target. Something like that. And you can go take a look. Uh, Yeah, it looks good, right? And uh, you can actually do this thing and shoot it. Go, go. Can you guys hear the audio? No we cannot. No, no. no. Uh, oh. You can like Does this work with thing? your VR? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, it does. And then I think I'm done. How'd I do? Fifteen
1: point two.
0: Oh, I got booze like in my headset. So I'm, I didn't do very well. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, so, so that's like we've talked about SketchUp and that kind of thing. And, and SketchUp is good, but it's, it's like so complicated compared to some of these other ones, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So I got this stage set up here. And this is kind of set up how I'm planning on doing it for the upcoming match. So with the beginner in mind. You start with your heels on the axes here. Okay. And you're going to have your pistol. So we got two nice close paper here, a okay. uh, half dozen poppers, and the small poppers here are actually hidden behind the bigger ones. Okay. And then two big poppers or poppers, uh, paper. Paper, okay. And these steel here are shotguns. So there's going to be a dump bin. They're actually, there should be like a dump bin or a stage bin. So you dump your pistol in there, grab your shotgun and go so this paper here I don't want you to shoot it with your pistol I want it done with rifle so just put up up a barrel so that you can't see it then you don't have to dictate Oh, that target down there you can see it but don't shoot it like I said I like just saying okay here's your targets now shoot them mm-hmm. so and then you got half a dozen shotgun targets down the left hand side here And then I'm putting these barrels in because we haven't touched on it yet, but this is a really good example. Uh, 180 traps. Hmm.
3: 180
1: traps, I don't believe, have any place in a match. You're still going to get them from time to time, but if you've got a bunch of new people shooting, do your best not to have a 180 trap. Basically, if you can, if this barrel wasn't there, person comes running down, they can still see it, and now they just broke 180. That's you put right. that barrel there. Yeah, break their you 90. pass the one eighty;
2: it forces them to come around. Yeah, you
1: can't see that target anymore. So now you're not even tempted to shoot it past one eighty. Hmm. I think, as a general rule, I think stages that have one eighty traps where they wouldn't have something like that in there is yeah. is a bad stage design.
2: Agreed. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, in the, with this stage, this is the wall setup that I was talking about. But so instead of having them back out, I'm having them come down here with the shotgun, dump the shotgun, and instead of just running back and grabbing the rifle and going in, I figure, okay, well, I gotta make them do something. So I put this paper array with some no-shoots. Okay. This paper is blocked from view because I want there's a window right in here, and I want them to shoot it through there. So come in here, there's a window through here, window through there. So I like using windows where you have to really angle. So you can see to get that guy, you're gonna have to be at an angle, really tuck in there and remember that that's there to shoot that target, and then you shoot across for that. Now, if this was for like a more experienced crowd, what I'd probably do is I'd axe this and you'd be grabbing your rifle going in and then you'd have to come back out and shoot like a plate rack and then go on to shotgun or something like that. This would all be on the other end of the stage. Okay. okay. Right? If it was a more experienced, you wouldn't need this barrel in here for a dump. And put the shotgun there so that it wasn't, okay, run in there, dump your rifle, and now you have to run back out and grab your shotgun. Same, like I was saying, every time you move is for a reason. I don't like having a lot of space in between where you don't have a firearm or you don't have something to shoot. So that's just a little example of what I was saying for ideas. And just a quick on how you, you could take the same setup, like gauge made this wall set up and I thought it was cool and I wanted to use it. And okay, well, how can I do that? And that's what I come up with. There's a million ways to, to do it. I'm sure. But that was the first one I come to where, Oh, backing out with the long gun, that's that's not good. But, but yeah. What do you guys think?
0: I like it. It's a lot of walls. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's actually not a lot of walls. It's like one, two, three, four, five half walls and two full size walls. <laughs>
0: I like I like moving the the least amount of equipment possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy, you know, like moving a whole bunch of stuff. But you have to have walls if you want to like give give those kinds of different different looks and that kind of thing. And like, although this is a simple stage design, there's still some things to think about in this one. There's not a lot of complexity. There's just no, uh, you know, it's it's fairly straightforward. But you still have to like follow all the steps, and it's still going to give you some uh, some trouble there.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, and like, there's a way that. They like coming into this whole wall assembly. I think that's going to be the biggest key, and maybe starting out with the pistol, because there will be people that see these paper and they'll want to say, "Oh, I'll well, take those." Where in my mind, I think what you should be doing is taking the big poppers, shoot the paper, give them time to fall, and then you take your three little poppers that are hidden behind. Mm-hmm. And then as you're departing that position, these guys are actually going to be a little strafers on on angle. Then you take these on the way by to get your shotgun. You ditch dip your pistol, and then it's bang, 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 bang. Dump your rifle, take your three. And then when you come in here, what, I, what, was, what was I thinking? I would come in here, take that array, push in tight for that one. Hit that first, and then as I'm coming out, hit that one that's right up front here, and then do the hard swing and finish off on this guy on the, the far lateral shot across stage that's why I see it and I think your plan going into here I mean if you're going to go right up into the window shoot that and then have to rearrange and shoot that you're gonna, your plan and how you execute it is definitely going to matter like you said it's a simple stage but you you got to establish the flow of the stage for it to go smooth mm-hmm. and for you to get a good time on it
0: yeah I do like the Legos. It looks like it would be easy to build a stage with those things.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are definitely they're fun. And
0: uh, <laughs> if if you were setting up for a a, a bay that needs to be reconfigured between uh, between stages, like uh, let's say you're you're doing like a a one bay match and you had to reconfigure between uh, not between squads. you just see only one squad between stages um you would be encouraged to reuse your props with a lego set like that yeah because you know exactly what you have and where it is so you would you would be able to design like completely different stages without having to move many things maybe you can like keep that front hook there and change where the targets are and completely change how people shoot the stage yeah, yeah that's for sure yeah i like when you're able to do that stuff or if you're running a two day two day match, your day one stage, you can figure out what you want to build on it, and then day two, you just reuse all the props you've yeah. got in front of you. I like that they're all right in front of you.
1: That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make that pretty easy.
0: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I mean, we're, so we're talking about like designing for beginners. What kind of things would would experienced shooters have like be, like enjoy more?
1: Uh, memory. Like, well, some do, but I I would say like a memory stage. Yeah. Uh, hit hidden targets,
0: harder targets, harder to shoot targets, harder to shoot.
1: Or I mean, okay. I have like two hidden paper there, but there's, there's barrels right there. So, I mean, it's, it's not too hard to, to hide a target, especially if you're dealing with like clays or, or something like that, you can throw one that's just off and hidden that a lot of people are gonna run past. It also depends on your the whether your terrain or or what they
0: yeah. I like when um you can be rewarded for taking multiple activators at once. But there's risk for the reward. You have to shoot yeah. faster. Yeah. So in yeah. order to, like, you can do this. You can shoot this steel, shoot these two activators, and then shoot the paper. And then by that time, you shoot whatever target uh, that then appeared. I yeah. uh, like that. Or uh, the poppers that th- that flip a clay. Like having three of them in a row. Oh, I love it. Because you can, you can go for three, right? Knock down all the three steel, and then go for three clays all at the same time. Like that kind of zero to hero stuff is uh, is very attractive, is it? Yeah, as there's a, a ru- there's
2: a rush that comes from that, right? So
0: yeah. Whereas like the basic shooters can just go one 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 and and, yeah. and take their time on that. Take kind it stuff, safe, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think those kind of that kind of thing benefits both beginners and senior senior experienced shooters.
2: I like stages with options where you could see three 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 guys in a row do it completely different. Yeah. So. I think yeah, I, li- I like that where it's not it's not pretty straightforward. Okay, I go from here to here to here. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, for sure, and I, I think experienced shooters tend to like that more as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of newer shooters, and believe well, not just newer shooters, but there's there's people out there that do, they just don't care. You could have the winner of the match, they the best stage plan ran few shooters before him they sit there and watch it and they won't pick up on anything that that shooter does and they go out there with a complete crap stage plan i i find it funny when i see that happen because you guys just got given the stage plan the most efficient and you totally i i there is something to be said for just keeping your stage plan though but, it's
2: what a it's what a person's comfortable with, right? If they feel like, oh, I'm gonna if I change it now, I'm not gonna be.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've had guys ahead of me do that, and be like yeah. Okay, that was pretty awesome, but I, you no, know, I am not hitting that activator, taking out that array of pistol targets, and then getting that swinger target. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that clamshell. Or That's I can't I can't make I can't <laughs> hit
2: this little steel from this distance, so I gotta I get it from a closer spot, right? Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh. It's good to have that option to be able to take it from a closer yeah. spot. Like, yeah. So the yeah. experience well, what's that, uh, risk, from further? risk reward, risk reward. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I like seeing that kind of stuff. I sometimes like, I like the memory stages, the odd time. I just like a straight up burner yeah. stage, like just as fast as you like, let yeah, it all. Yeah, close, close, out. But
2: that's another rush yeah. thing too, right? Where you're just like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> just, yeah.
0: so. but the funny thing is like on a stage where there's no brains and it's all like just making noise your experienced shooters are still faster. They're still faster. Well, they're going to be, yeah, Yeah. they're
2: going to be better in all, all situations generally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, But, uh, those are kind of fun because like they're, they're, uh, uh, junk food, junk food stage. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I know as a new shooter, I did not like the memory stages. And now with more experience, I actually do like the memory stages. So that takes time. It's,
0: it's it's a skill you're going to need to burn, to build up. Right. The fact that yeah. how to break down the stage and like, Hey, I need to move here and shoot this array. I need to move here and shoot this array. And you look at the ground. I need to be stopping there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And if you don't do that, things go sideways. When, when so. you're new, oh, yeah. you're,
2: when you're new, you just see a bunch of targets everywhere. You don't see the, the, you're not breaking them down or segmenting yeah. them, you know? So,
1: well, I, I really like the stages where, Oh, I have to have my toe on that pebble, or I'm if or I'm not seeing it. If I'm an inch, yeah. either way, I'm not seeing that not target. Far, I'm not getting it. In, I'm losing time trying uh, to find what coming was there. Back and yeah, so yeah, stages where you're you're you have to time your steps to. Yeah, I I love that. That is
2: yeah. You get to that spot and bam.
1: Yeah, those are the stages that really make me dry gun. I air gun behind the line with my eyes closed because it's okay. Yep. Great. I need that step. I got this many targets reload and you know?
0: mm-hmm. I'm going to say something uh, absolute sacrilege, but I kind of like some gimmicks, some gimmicks on some oh. of the stages.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are from what I've been seeing. You're going to be happy at the team. Oh.
0: <laughs> you know, like uh, uh, the odd time, like doing something really silly um you know loading up your uh, your shotgun on the clock from a from an ammo can or dragging a dummy or like doing some stupid crap in between carrying
2: a baby or
0: <laughs> yeah or an egg or something like that like that stuff like the the problem with that is you, you don't want that at a, like a major match where there's like well, there's no. money on the line or like you want to win that trophy because then the competitive equity like is ruined with that kind of stuff but for like a for like a monthly match or something like that that stuff's so good and that's stuff that, um, see, like experienced shooters really like, and beginner shooters are like, "Whoa, we had to like do this." Like they yeah, like yeah. that kind of scenario stuff. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of it's and fun. like, I oh, I all... like. We've had vehicles at Chas for, for this long. I still enjoy shooting out of a vehicle. I still cool. enjoy the challenge cool. of it. I still enjoy like the practicality of it, and the like. It's oh. all I, every time we do it. I I, I, I like it.
1: I think the one stage that I that I would do and it was a staple and it's probably the, the gimmickiest stage I ever did, but uh, was the golf cart run. And you talked oh. about shooting out a vehicle, you had a driver, and it was first couple times was you controlled the speed, you could tell them to go faster, slower, but then it mm-hmm. ended up no, nope, you were going flat out. It was one final speed. You could <laughs> tell them to slow down, but and you're, you're shooting out of a moving golf cart.
0: Yeah, Um, not, not very competitively equitable, but, um, God, a lot of fun, a lot of fun and very, and, and challenging in a, in a way that's, that's new. So yeah, I, I like that kind of gimmicky stuff every once in a while.
1: That's probably the gimmickiest thing I've ever put out, but on the same token, I was, I was striving for How do I put it? I was kind of I started off like with like trying to emulate three gun nation, the competitive equity was something always in my mind, and mm-hmm. really make it a competitive three gun match, not just a hey, we're gonna have some fun and this is fun. But if a club wants to do that stuff, it all depends on what you want to get known for. I've had many conversations like Chaz. I remember like the monthly matches. Okay, yeah, you know you're gonna get some gimmicky stuff in there every now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, i went for pure competitive equity like we'll call it textbook competitiveness or whatever uh you know peace river was you could find anything out there um and i liked more of the the faster stages you went out to prairie fire that was a very technical match yeah uh you had long range they had small long range i think they had I can't even remember what it was, but two, they,
0: two, three three M away targets at yeah. like two and 300 yards. Yeah.
1: Uh, memory stages, the pebble placement stage where you have to step in this exact spot and lean this exact way to, to see, see that band. target. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were really known for their technical match. It was not a burner match <clears throat> and lots of partials, lots of no shoots. Mm. And it's just what they became known for.
0: And then on the flip side of the coin, there's the brutality matches where where it's just like, I'm going to do a bunch of weird stuff and it's going to be a lot of fun (laughs) and uh, good shooters will still do well um, but they're not going to blow everyone out of the water because everyone's going to be doing something that's brand new to them for the first time at the match, whether it be like lifting a thing or scaling a wall or tourniqueting a dummy or something like that. Like there's not really any like practice for that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: And but it's fun lifting a dummy, like that the reason why that's not really if you're good that's a gimmick one, that's 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 cool, but that's why it wouldn't be like a championship or it, it lacks the competitive equities because you've got people of different size, different muscle mass mm-hmm. that just tough shit. Hit the yeah. Gym. <laughs> well, I'm not <laughs> just letting clarifying on why it might if you're going for competitive equity, why it's not a good idea. But if of you course, want to throw it yeah. out there have fun,
0: <laughs> yeah. It depends on what you want to do for your match and, and uh, that kind of thing. But I for the odd time I do like those. And if if I know what I'm getting into, I, I would like that kind of thing. For uh, for a very competitive match where it's like you know I'm honed at my craft and I'm competing against people that I know are good shooters, I want less gimmicky stuff. So like it's like we can see who's who's truly the best shot. Uh, but uh, for some like horsing around stuff, I I enjoy it so much. It's so much fun doing that kind of crap.
1: Oh yeah, and there's there's matches like that, like the team match, or like I said, the monthly match in Chaz a few years ago was was like that. And you just knew going into it as a brand new shooter, I would have been fine. But I don't know if a, that's that's a good question with a brand new shooter. I think that would probably have more, turned more away than turned not, away. Yeah. Or,
0: well, I, I disagree because early on we had a whole bunch of that. Like it was, uh, I think some, someone called us like savages at one point. It was like, it was accurate, <laughs> well-earned. And, but like, we're, we, we're turning people away for, for the longest time from the, it, before COVID we were mm. selling those things out. We, like when I, when I started in there, that was nine years ago. I was like, where our matches would be like 10, 12 people. That's it. Kind of a thing. And it went from that to 70.
3: <laughs> a monthly <laughs> match. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, uh, I and mean, we had all sorts of gimmicky stuff in there, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that turned away people. I, I think that, uh, okay. not that the long days would turn away the new people more.
2: Yeah, new true.
1: Which is funny because yeah, you guys just, have good sized long distance targets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like, same thing. You put a, you like, we have these big, big targets. They're, I don't know how big, like that big. We put those, you put those things out at, at 300. It's going to eat some people's lunch. You put it 350, oh. 400, all of a sudden that's a stage ender for some people, right? They're, they're just going to take their mess and move on if they're smart. Otherwise they're, they're just going to go to war with it. And it's.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I remember yeah. when those were put out at 400, they, I think calculated it was a four MOA target, even at 400. And I think they're 16 by 16. The ones you're
0: yeah, but just like you got a semi-automatic rifle, just keep sending it until the blinker starts blinking, and you know you're off, you're off to the next one. But yeah, it's for a new person who doesn't know how to brace to uh, to get the stability. They'll they'll never do it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, more on the match planning. Like, well, one actually one big one for planning stages for consideration is the reset. Mm. You don't want to put. And this is a prime example: rifle paper down at a hundred yards. Yeah, okay, that's a good sized target. Yeah, it's a tricky shot for hundred yards, but you don't want to have to send someone down to reset. Yeah, to re to pace that target to score yeah. and pace that target every single time. Yep. Yeah. And now you're wasting a whole bunch of time for the reset. If you can get it so that you can reset st- as the stage is being shot, but uh, reset and how that stage is going to be reset is really something that needs to be taken into account. And with that, uh, I know we talked, I, I had mentioned long range, taking up extra time. Your paper and your steel targets, even close, your different numbers of those are going to change how long your stage is. To steel, well, not just shooting. Steel All is going to be a longer, longer stage than paper every time. There's paper, you shoot, you run past. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of steel out, on that stage, it's going to be, it's going to be a long knockdown,
0: not, not stuff that self resets.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm talking the, the closer stuff. Yeah. But the steel Knockdown's is faster steel. to reset. Hmm. So it can be, I
0: don't know. It can be. Cause like, if you think about like an array of like four paper targets, that's eight rounds. It takes, takes someone, what, like 15 seconds, 30 seconds, maybe to patch all of those. Whereas if that was a, a Texas star, all of a sudden you have two two people working on that thing for yeah. a minute to, to reset it, right? Reset it, yeah. 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 And I think uh like a good stage will not break up target types. Like you'll have a bunch of paper over here, you'll have a bunch of steel over there, and then when you send out your resetters. They have a job, and like they're jo- they just like p- 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 they do their job like efficiently. You don't yeah. have them like hunting around for, oh, I got to go back here and then over here and then over there and then I got to bring some clays and I got to put my gloves on to put the steel up and all this other kind of. No, nope. your job is to patch, uh, you know, put stickers on uh, on paper. You're going to be putting steel out there. This guy's going to be putting clays and resetting the plate rack and and uh, those kind of things are close and easy and fast to reset.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, a plate rack is is super easy and that's I like the plate rack because you have that cord on there so you can put that 50 70 yards out as a rifle target mm-hmm. and it's super easy to reset.
3: Yeah, so just you don't so have heavy.
1: To, <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Damn things like 200 pounds. <laughs> it takes like four guys to to get out there and you got to get like a bobcat and but like you said as a as a, as a long range rifle target that you can that is knockdown and not just a thing where it's like you're yelling out hit. Yeah. it's good for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think one of my final things is, uh, and I, maybe you guys have a formula for it. So I'm sure someone has a formula for it. I find just your experience, but set a goal for, okay, I want the average shooter to be able to shoot this stage within this long. Like I, okay. Yeah. I, I always went like, you know what? 60 seconds they are fast guys are going to shoot it in 30
0: okay yep those are good times yep 30 40 seconds for your best shooters and then the rest will be everyone should be done no one should hit like a 180 part time that's
1: too long well depending on your match yeah right like something like uh rocky mountain three gun we're running 300 second part times because your stage times were anywhere between and for the fast shooters were anywhere between 70 and 200 seconds Oh, Mm. my God. (laughs) It it was a long match.
0: (laughs) You know, uh, that's not a shooting match. That's a survival match. (laughs) (laughs) If you can, like, keep your your mojo going for, like, three minutes straight of shooting and moving, oh, my God.
1: Hmm. But you bring up a good one, like, running a part-time. That's a good way for figuring out how many squads you need and how many people you can actually take on a given day yeah
2: get people through it. Yeah. because
1: we, we if you take your part-time you can figure out oh i have this many stages i can get this many squads shooting at uh at a time and you can figure out how many people you can actually get through and then you can start figuring out your scheduling too like if you're gonna have a work squad and a shoot squad and
0: yeah, for for some of our listeners, the part time is uh, the maximum time you get to shoot a stage. So you'll set up your beeper, so the, your their timer, so that uh, if they hit that time, it just beeps and it says you're done. Yeah, yeah, Gavin's yeah saying you the take show. is any- working on player, and uh, yeah, I couldn't get player working. It just wouldn't let me save the save the stream. So sorry about that, mm-hmm. Gavin. Um,
1: Oops. So, so yeah, like. That that helps you, I was saying that helps you plan your match. Mhm. But also helps you plan your stages too, because once you get in there, I've I've done it. Every any match directors has has done it where, oh yeah, I think that yeah that's fine. You have a super short stage and then you create a bottleneck with a long stage. Yeah. And.
0: Those, those are the most annoying matches for me to shoot is when there's one really bad. A, a minor bottleneck is, is inevitable. It's like a golf course. There's always going to be one of the holes. That's that's going to be a little bit slower, and that's where the bottleneck's going to happen. But as long as it's moving kind of quickly, it's fine. It's when one of them is twice as long as the rest, and then all of a sudden mm. it's like it's it's really annoying because so many people get held up, and the day goes way longer than it needs to. Now it starts to um, Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, that could be that's that's annoying because it could have been fixed, but uh,
1: yeah. Okay, here's a good one. Uh, how many people to? I know I have my number, but how many people to a squad? A squad that needs to reset while they're shooting.
0: Reset while shooting. Yeah. So there's no shoot squad, work squad. Then
1: no, no. You you just go around every shooter. Your your squad is resetting, and your squad is shooting.
0: Uh, a max, a minimum, I think a a minimum, eight to 10, you need, no, uh, you could go like five or six as a, as a minimum, but, uh, yeah,
1: no, no, six is a minimum. Yeah, that's That's right. I disagree. My number's 10. My number's eight to 10. Yeah. Eight minimum. And you got your shooter. Mm -hmm. You got your on deck. Yeah. You got your just shot. So there's three shooters right there.
0: That if are he, not helping, right? But you're you're talking about minimums, and a mi- like you you have a, a a max would be like ten or twelve people would would be your max for for a squad. You wouldn't have want to have like a fifteen oh, yeah. or a twenty.
1: Oh, squad. a fifteen fifteen person squads. Yeah, you're you're wasting too long. Too long. Yeah. In between, I would say a nice number is nine nine to twelve. I I would aim to have like ten people on a squad that has to reset mm-hmm. because is so that you don't want your people just having to to rush around all the time. Like, I mean, yeah, could you run it with less? No, but it's not enjoyable to the shooters. You're going to feel rushed the entire time. Mm-hmm. So for an, yeah, nice-
0: but that's, that's what you do if, with an undersold match with an undersold match. You'd have smaller squads and you really want to, or you'd like pair them up. I, I yeah. guess if you have, well, like we've uh, run as
1: much as like one squad. Cause Oh, we have 15 people show up. Okay. We're uh, going to run yeah. one squad.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? Um, now, the if five six. People, now, if, if you're I, if you're doing a work shoot squad, that works. But on yeah. the same, yeah. But it has its own challenges on it, in it too.
0: Yeah, the work shoot squad. Um, the advantage is I I like the like a getting into the headspace of either shooting or work or resetting. Uh, what I don't like is is that it actually is a slower way of running the the match because you end up. Describing the stage uh, twice as often, you have yeah. twice as many uh, walkthroughs and stage mm-hmm. descriptions. And okay, you get some time to you know go and, and check it out. And you get twice as many movements. The whole squad's got to move from mm-hmm. this bay to this bay. And when you add all that stuff up, it's like fifteen to thirty minutes, depending like how like on top of it they are. Um, that that sounds long, but oh, someone goes to the washroom. Well, now you got to wait. And, you know, now you're another five minutes and then, you know, it could, it could be 20, 25 minutes, but between, um, the last squad leaving and that squad finally shooting. So if you double that up, that work squad, shoot squad thing, it can, it can take a lot, a lot of time, but I really like the ability of just shooting. And then once I'm done shooting, I'm done shooting. I put my belt away and now I'm, now I'm, you know, ROing or, or resetting or whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh. Same thing, when I'm shooting, it's nice to shoot and I'm, I'm just focused on shooting. I don't have to, oh, I got to go out and reset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is really nice. Um I know I've, I've tried to run the, the shoot and work on a big match and it, it, well, another problem, well, Chaz doesn't have this problem, but now you double ROs, double as mm-hmm. many ROs. Yep. Now you got to find people to fill those places. And that was one thing I did that, I wasn't actually happy with because I ended up pulling people from outside, people who had traveled to my match and ended up getting them to RO because I, I didn't have the people locally to do it. Yeah, and yeah. and I, I I didn't like. In the end, I I really hate that I, I ended up doing that to people because I try and fill it locally with all your work stuff. People are traveling to your match. Let them travel and and shoot.
0: Mm -hmm. but like it's not shoot it's travel and reset between okay, would I rather like pick up steel plates and like bend over and pick up steel plates or would I rather just hold a timer? I'd rather hold the timer most of the time to tell you you the truth. Like it doesn't bother me that, that I I end up doing that at matches where I I didn't sign up as an RO because tomato tomato, if I've got to like patch or pick up steel or I'm just running the timer, I'll get more sun. I'll get more (laughs) steps in That's for sure. But, uh, Those are probably good things for me anyways. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I know. Well, the first match I traveled for, like, outside of the Peace Region, and I, first, first one, and I ended up being, our 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 squad's RO for it, because I, but yeah, I I run matches. Yeah, I'm experienced. So they show up at that match, and oh, here, (laughs) here's all the stage walkthroughs. You're responsible for your squad and walking them through and everything. And kind of like, okay, I was hoping to just, focus on my shooting and reset and Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll I'll do it. I mean, I'm that person. A lot of of people out there would do it, but it's just trying to be, to be fair to the people coming to your match. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's where you'd run like a, a, um, no work and shoot Yeah, You're, You're combining them so that you need fewer ROs.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm probably what I should have done on that match, but
0: yeah, we should, um, like, we have this has been a good discussion. I think one of the things we should do is before a match. So, future show idea. Uh, before a match, we show our stage designs, uh, we proof them, and then we give our predictions on which one's going to be the slow stage, how it's going to go. And then we shoot the stage, <laughs> and then we see next show, we see how it goes. <laughs> yeah,
2: interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I like it between you and I, Kyle, because we're the ones that are. I'm only putting on minor ones where where, where I have to or where I really want to do something, but uh, we'll have have to do that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So that's... Good topic. I think
1: we pretty much uh, exhausted that. Uh, It's enough for today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We will get on to uh, listener feedback. And... Oh... Someone want to run through? There were some comments that we missed here. Yeah, there were
0: some Facebook comments here. Do you have any hit them?
1: Uh, sure, yeah.
0: Yep, Sporting Rifle was saying, uh, make equity even. Lift a dummy for big guys and slide through a small opening for little ones. Or <laughs> offer of the op- off of the option. Yeah, You know, you know, one, one equity True. thing that we ran across was uh, shooting off the VTAC. Some of those top rungs on the VTAC mm. are... Uh, undoable for shorter people uh so you there should be other options like with a vtac uh the way to do it is just not to say you have to shoot off this then this then this it's pick five positions
1: off of this thing yeah and that you have to change position to every shot or something like that yeah. yeah
3: yeah
0: yeah i think that's uh this other there's definitely some good ways of doing that where you give people flexibility to do uh what's appropriate for them yeah uh yeah, Jay was saying you need to think your stages in a match. No stage plan equals dumpster fire. Yeah, I think some, yeah. some of those are are okay. absolutely appropriate. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Design with 60% VTAC. <laughs> okay, but like, would you be insulted if you're like, oh, Tony's coming out, bring out the kid VTAC. <laughs> I'd be insulted if someone pulled oh, out be... a story beat back for me. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that would be that would be funny.
0: Yeah, one eighty traps are bad design. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ninety traps. I usually hear them to, to referred to as ninety traps, like the one eighty rule, or or but like ninety traps, or yeah, but uh, yeah, mm. having a having a spot where it's tempting to shoot up range is a is a bad uh, bad choice. Mm.
1: Wall position can also one of those where if you have to go through a port on the wall but you're advancing Mm -hmm. forward be very cause cognizant of your wall position because you don't Mm -hmm. want to have it where their muzzle hit the wall and that's what caused them to break 180 that could Mm -hmm. be a, a 180 trap as well
0: oh absolutely yep yeah we were talking about uh shooting urban prone here and the fact that like you you know you get sand and dirt in your face from the action and then with a braked rifle uh oh yeah <laughs> you just get lots of dirt and mud and that kind of thing like flying all over the place and yeah I, I remember some of those and like I, I I remember some of that stuff fondly like at Milo I shot a CQB match where uh uh we're it's gravel and we're shooting urban prone and the cases were flinging rocks into our AR actions and jamming oh. mortar of the action to get these uh, to get it to run and that kind of thing. That mm. stuff was uh, it's kind of fun though. Sean's saying the same thing. His first CQB was in sand with a 10.5 inch break I've been loud. <laughs> yeah, that's a short enough barrel where that stuff's really coming into your face. Like I, I typically was just, more recently here. I've been shooting, you know, break uh, WK 180s and like 18 and a half inch barrels 10 inch barrel that would uh that would really yeah. throw the the crap into your face yep. yep and Dave was mentioning that his uh shadow is full of sand and he got a hang fire from his
1: Ooh.
0: I've seen uh so the the CZ shadows and 1911s too but they have like that full length rail and like that's that full length rail is great for accuracy and whatnot and smoothness but if it's cold, and, you're, and the grease thickens up, boy, they get real slow. Or if they get <laughs> greedy and sandy, oh yeah, they just
1: oh, barely, wow. barely
0: move. Yeah. But uh, they're great guns otherwise. I think I got them all. I think so, so. Roughly. Roughly got all the, the comments that were on Facebook here. Yeah. And sorry that we couldn't get that going on player, but uh, tried and yeah. didn't want to cooperate with us.
1: Yeah. Uh, we didn't get any emails this week. Nope. We do have a few... Uh, YouTube comments and uh, all of them for for last week's show. Uh, Wilf saying a gun safe is only to keep firearms out of the hands of kids. Anyone who thinks otherwise is just plain naive. There's videos of these safes being opened in another five minutes with just a crowbar. This doesn't change my opinion at all because I already had a very low opinion of them. That's fair. Mm -hmm. And we got a few from Tony. And says, when would Adriel be ready to take RPAL students? He would sign up.
0: November, December, probably. I don't know. Somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah.
1: And he says, RPAL pick pistol section still needed for loaning guns. If the current situation doesn't change, that might be the only option for many IPSC beginners. Still no words on PCC black badge so far. And. Yeah, unless the owner of the pistol was at the match, and then you don't need an RPL if you're at the range to
3: uh-huh.
0: airsoft black badge. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh wow!
0: That would be just no yeah. more black badge. Yeah, that would be, be just cool. No more black badge. Yeah. yeah. Like, Do we really
3: the need this thing anymore? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then I know. Tony says uh, Kyle meant he carried his pistol every single day, like a good citizen should. <laughs> hmm. I think that was in response I to the snakes
0: also. i i i wouldn't carry every day no i'm lazy i like my keychain <laughs> super small there's no way i would carry only if i was going into like a sketchy area or or like doing some dicey stuff but if yeah. i was just like going to walmart or whatever no way
1: well i, I gotta get better with well, you we were talking about it um oh Oh, in response to, you said not, you did nothing for this week in guns. Well, I'm going to confess that I actually don't carry a whole lot down here. One reason being, as I was saying before the show, I am uh, I need to hit the gym and start losing some weight or just get butt- some bigger clothes because they are not fitting the way they should. and Can't you just put
0: the, the butt of the pistol underneath the roll,
1: though? I don't have that big Doesn't of a roll help? yet. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: You're saying hit the gym. I say hit the, you know, Waffle House. And okay, yeah, work on the roll. Get the <laughs> roll. Yeah. Yeah. And then you put that appendix carry underneath the roll. No, nothing's going to print. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. That's great
2: advice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, actually, if the holster for the Taurus, I got to take some sandpaper too to clean up the edges because the edges of the Kydex, I did carry it the one time and it, No, I got to smoothen that up and uh, I don't know if the appendix carry is ever going to be like super comfortable, but yep, possibly, but, uh, and my job, I, I'm not supposed to have a firearm in my truck or on the sites that I'm at. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to be a good boy and, you know, adhere to those rules. And Mm -hmm. yeah, after, you know, almost 40 years living in Canada, not being allowed to carry. Yeah. It, it, it. Slips my mind. So. Yeah,
2: makes sense.
1: So, yeah, uh, that is it for YouTube. I didn't see anything on Instagram this week. Uh, is there anything from Discord worth mentioning?
0: Oh, we've been talking about stuff over there. I threw yeah. up some uh, some photos of that uh, that BCL, <laughs> its trigger weight, and that kind of thing. So, yeah,
1: we had a yeah, little bit of a discussion on optics over there, and. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Tony's on Tony's on chat over there. Oh. Huh.
1: Okay. He's on voice chat. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Oh, he's saying that Wolverine's website's down too. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Residents at Red Deer may want to visit for one last time. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh for everyone out there, we have a Cabela's link on our website. Huh? So. Go to our website, click the link if you're going to order something from Cabela's. And it won't cost you anything extra, but we'll get a little bit of a kickback. Uh, Also, thank you to our supporters on Player and Patreon. We're on there. And, uh, yeah, you can go find us on there if you'd like to support us. And you can also send the show an email. Send us an email. We'll read it on air you send that to slamfireradio at gmail.com and shout outs
0: Andrew? Uh, yeah a shout out for the uh, Alberta Ipsic shooters the Alberta provincials were just uh, not last week week before week and a half before. anyways, should have mentioned it last uh, last show but congratulations to all the winners and even the participants to uh, to that event. Congrats guys. Many of the uh, top shooters on there have been on our show, on our show before.
1: Nice. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and a suggestion for uh Brandon Herrera's YouTube channel again yes he's got some very spicy gun memes and uh takes on the uh most recent New Mexico thing. ah it's just a fun gun channel. I like it. Well uh
2: mine is to Gabriel, uh, who was listening earlier. I found I'm not sure if he's still listening now uh he was uh he finished 4th out of 82 shooters at the Northern Rimfire Series finale in Magnadawon, Ontario that happened this weekend. There was a 2-day event, 20 stages, and he did really well. But he's he's getting better and better and so I'm happy for him.
1: Cool. Uh I do have a recommendation but it doesn't really pertain to Canada, so <laughs> The Guns and Gadgets uh YouTube channel it, I mean, it you want I hear what's how fast things can change and what places are doing to help battle them? Maybe some of it can be taken into Canada and take the same kind of approach potentially. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like the channel. It's good for a little quick daily bites. Yeah. I think the only thing we need to
0: do in Canada here is vote to uh, another party in at the federal yeah. level. Yes. We yeah. definitely do. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. And with that, we're going to sign off. So uh, join our Discord. Watch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Player. Join the CCFR, and we will see you next week.
2: Good night, everybody. Good night. Good
0: night, Kelly. Good night, Dave. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking
2: is over. Time to get a gun